So this is, this is awesome, and I'm excited, and I'm so pumped just to have the chapel full again. The school year is off to a great start. Um, this is the second Sunday officially back, and yeah, it just thank you for being here. I know there are so many other things you could be doing on Sunday, but it shows that your heart desires the Lord, so just keep showing up. And I love the chapel that is full. You may feel a little awkward being shoulder to shoulder with people, but it's a good thing. It's awesome. So uh, yeah. The gospel and the first reading, especially from Sirach today, is uh, really powerful. It's all about humility. It's this idea that Jesus wants to get across this Sunday and the church desires to really share with us um, is, yeah, how to grow in the virtue of humility, how to truly be humble, what it actually means to be humble. Because I think, I think often, especially in our culture, the, the idea of humility kind of gets a little skewed. And it reminded me about, uh, so yeah, about two weeks ago, I had a wedding celebrated a wedding um, at my old parish. Two good friends uh, named Chris and Alexandra. They are now married. They're living their amazing married life. But <laughs> basically what happened was, at the wedding, Chris is from a very German family. Alexandra is from a very Polish family. And she asked me, you know, would it be possible? I have a lot of people coming from Poland. Could you say some of the, I know you studied linguistics. Can you, you know, do a little... Can you do a little Polish at the wedding? I was like, yeah, of course. And we decided on doing the Our Father in Polish and then the communion rite, all of it in Polish. And so I was like really pumped up. Wedding happens, you know, do everything in Polish. Sounds great. After the mass, um, you know, everyone's in the back of the church. We're hanging out. And this one man from Poland, he comes up to me and he says, Father Tim, I just wanted to thank you. I wanted to thank you. I just, I'm grateful for everything that you did. The mass was beautiful. I really, really enjoyed your homily, but your Polish sucks. <laughs> like, he said that to me. I was like, oh my gosh. Um, and now I can laugh about it. But like, at the time when he said that, I was, honestly, I was really affected. Like, you're, like I guess I just suck. <laughs> um, and I, the next few hours, literally the, the whole evening, I was just concentrating on that phrase. Like, yeah, your Polish sucks. Like, you ruined the wedding. Like, I just stink. Like, I, I failed in this way, I am weak, I should be better at languages, all this kind of stuff. Um, and I was just beating myself up when, in reality, he also, like, affirmed me for things, but I was absolutely ignoring it, and they're just concentrating and identifying myself with that failure. And that's, that's a lot of the times, that's how we are. We, so often, we identify ourselves just with our weaknesses and just with our failures, or like the last time that we messed up, that's just how good we are, the last time that we messed up. Um, or we can also concentrate and be on the other extreme of things and just identify ourselves with our strengths and with our virtue and just with the awesomeness of our lives or our career or whatever it might be. And we only concentrate on that and we don't concentrate on our weaknesses. So we either concentrate on our weaknesses and identify with that or we concentrate on our strengths and identify with that. But true humility is that happy medium of just knowing who you are. That's actually what it means to be humble. That uh, great theologian, her name is Alice von Hildebrand, she said, humility is telling the truth about yourself. That's really what humility is. Telling the truth about who you are and all the awesomeness of your life, the strengths that you've been given, but also telling the truth on, yeah, where, where I failed and my weaknesses and the things that, um, are temptations or sins in my life. So true humility is 
telling the truth about yourself, your strengths and your weaknesses. Because in reality, what Jesus is like giving to us today is this idea that we can't, we can't be loved by God, we can't be loved by Jesus if we are just identifying ourselves with a fake version of ourselves. Jesus actually can't love us um, with a fake version that we're putting on for him. I don't know if you've ever gone to prayer and the only thing you brought him is like, here are the great things that I've given you, Jesus. Here are the great things that I did with you this week and not identifying and, and um, sharing with him the failures or the weaknesses or the sins. He actually can't love us, love our fake selves. Jesus only can love our true selves and the truth about ourselves, like who we are. He loves us as we are. A great example of this, Star Wars, chapter three, episode three, Revenge of the Sith. I don't know if you've seen it. You should if you haven't. Uh, Right at the end, Anakin. Anakin has failed big time. He has done, he's basically massacred a lot of people. Um, And at the end of the movie, he is with his big brother. He is with his father figure, Obi-Wan. And Obi-Wan asks him, or says to him, I don't know who you are anymore. Like, I can't, I can't love you because you're not being honest with me. Like, I, Anakin, and they, they get a duel and Obi-Wan chops off his arms. But here is this idea that <laughs> and Obi-Wan cannot truly know him and love him in that moment because Anakin is not being truthful about himself. And so Jesus wants us to be absolutely truthful to him so that he can love us as we are. Can you allow Jesus this Sunday and throughout this week to love you truly as you are in your strengths and in your weaknesses? And we look as the example of humility at the crucifix. You look at the crucifix, you look at Jesus, and you can say, oh my gosh, that's actually how broken I am. But then you look at the crucifix as well and say, oh my gosh, that's how much I'm loved. That's humility. Looking at the crucifix, oh my gosh, that's, that's actually how broken I am. But oh my gosh, that's how much I'm loved. In the gospel, Jesus talks about taking the lowest place, the lowest seat, so that we can be humble and honest with ourselves and he can bring us and raise us up to that highest place with him and in his heart. And so the question is like, what is, what's the lowest seat in the church? ever thought about that? Like, what's the lowest seat? Some, I, I've heard some people say, oh, it's actually the priest seat, because he's the servant of the servants, or like, as a good Catholics in the back row, it's the, it's the last pew, right? Yeah, it's the last seat. It's the lowest seat. But in reality, in a Catholic church, the lowest seat is the confessional, where we are absolutely, truly honest with, what, with who we are, and we allow Jesus to love us as we are in our strengths, the fact that he loves us, but also in our brokenness. And so as we're sitting in that lowest seat in confession, what does he do? He says, friend, be healed, be renewed. I absolve you from your sins. Come and take the highest seat. Literally, after we walk away from confession, we are like perfectly saintly with Jesus, that we have been renewed, rejuvenated, refreshed. And so that's my invitation. If you haven't been to confession in like, I don't know, let's say a month then or longer, Go to confession, take the lowest seat, experience that true humility of telling the absolute truth about yourselves. And Jesus will say to you, friend, come and take the highest seat. Be close to my heart. 